Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Have your say. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 I'm very, very pleased to say that the great man who has been such a staple when it comes to all things round ball, here at SEN, he joins us. He is Stan Sport FC host, Mark Bosnich. We had Maxi Rushton on yesterday. We've got Maxi on, um, Marky Bosnich on today. Hello, Mark. Hey, Joel. Hey, Justin. How are you? I've never called you, Mark. How are you, Bosnich? What's been happening? <laughs> uh, I'm absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. You guys? We're outstanding, but we'll get better, won't we, Scopey? Yeah, very good show. This is my debut, Boz. I don't, I don't know if I can call you Boz straight away, mate. I know, I know, no, no, no. I've been listening. I okay. know, I know, I know. Yeah, you're doing a great job. I appreciate it, mate. Thank you. What was your? Yeah. What was your? Tell us about your debut, Boz. My debut. Uh, well, my debut was at age eighteen yeah. uh, at Old Trafford uh, yeah. against a team of the day called Wimbledon, uh, who were known as the Crazy Gang. So. Uh, it was a little bit of a test from the nerves perspective as well, because from my position, a mistake normally 99.9% results in a goal. And there was, I think there would have been 40,000 people, something like that. It was before the FA Cup and the manager at the time, uh, well, yeah, well, Sir Alex Ferguson, basically turned around and said, I'm going to play uh, and I'm going to see whether or not, uh, you know, you, you're going to basically, you know, well, let's put it this way, get very nervous. And I said, well, wow. I am nervous already. I said, well, let's see how you handle it. So I was very lucky. I was very lucky. I took a high ball very, very early, and the game ended up nil-nil. So there you go. But, but Bozza, how does that, like, that moment, you go on to Old Trafford, the storied yeah. club of Manchester United, the legend Sir Alex yeah. Ferguson, and you're a young punk, you're protecting those, well, you're protecting the, the crown, so to speak. What was that like? <laughs> and, and, and telling your family about it, Nat. Where were you yeah. for this conversation with Sir Alex when all this happened? I oh, at his in his office. I was in that. Mm. I was in his office when that conversation happened. And then I rang uh, back in Australia that night, so it would have been early morning in Australia the next morning. Um, and I, what was that like? It, it was it was nerve wracking. There's no doubt about that. But look, I don't. You know, there's very very few players. I I actually can't remember one that I've come across, and and the vast majority of ones that I played with and against were the top top players who do not get nervous. There's no problem with having nerves or being scared or afraid. That's no problem. It's what you do um, that will, will get you through it. Or if you don't, it's what you don't do really. So everyone gets those nerves. Everyone gets those nerves. You can talk to people this weekend who have got to do speeches at weddings. Yeah, People will get nerves. And, and it's like anything as well. The more you do it, obviously, the more comfortable you get. But what I found, you know, as I went through my career, the times then I wasn't nervous, and I was like, you know, a little bit lackadaisical. Those yeah. are the times that I was more liable to make a mistake. Mm. But the initial feeling is absolutely fantastic. But like I said, it happens for, it happens for everyone in, in quite a few walks of life because there are so many high-pressure jobs out there. The difference being in our, in our job, in sport, you know, there's a lot of people watching. So the last thing you want to do, and it's a little bit of an advantage it was for me. A lot of people sort of said, oh, you went away so young, you had no family there. And that's true. But from the other perspective, I don't know really how we reacted if all my family were in the crowd. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it might have went the other way. 
Hey, Scope, when you think about it, right, for context, mm. so this is an 18-year-old being goalkeeper, starting goalkeeper for Manchester United. Could you just imagine today, so Manchester City, probably fair to say, they're the number one Premier League side. Yep. Imagine if there was an Australian who was given their debut this weekend as an 18-year-old. Mm. as The go- it's the significance huge, of it all. Huge, yeah. huge. Yeah, but well, Boz, I want to I want to cross you on another story, mate. I was lucky enough to be at a sports luncheon with you back in my playing days, um, and I heard some <laughs> some great stories, mate. There were some probably not stories you can tell on air here at Sen, but um, I want to go to a guy uh, called Lionel Messi. So you probably probably heard of him. Yes, I've seen him in the news yes. recently, Mister. Yes. Mr. Uh, allocated day for PSG and it ended up on a plane elsewhere. Have you have you ever uh, read the the uh, the training schedule wrong, mate, and, and missed missed the day by accident? Uh, not by accident. <laughs> uh, definitely not by accident because it, it would be, be you'd be fined two weeks' wages. So uh, that, you know, regardless of when you're playing, you think you know the money the, the money tap it would just stay on forever. Still, two weeks' wages is two weeks' wages. Uh, but there were times I, I can remember during the season, uh, if for, especially if, for example, if I was injured, especially with the winter over there, and you know that more than anyone, Justin, yep. You, yep. You know, because you played over there. Um, uh, when it got so cold that the, the, it was actually the manager who would say, listen, just go and take a couple of weeks in Dubai or, or, you know, just go somewhere where it's sunny, you know, maybe Florida or whatever, uh, just to get away from the place. So, uh, but never, I, I would say never, and it, usually when it's that, and I, I'm, I'm assuming here, so I've got to be very, very careful what I'm assuming, but, yeah. you know, there's been a lot of stories about a message coming towards the end of his contract. And there's a lot of stories about him possibly going elsewhere. And one of those options had been Saudi Arabia. So I think that explains the angst from the club, which they've got every right, because while you're still under contract, you're still under contract. I had that experience of Aston Villa when I was coming towards the end of my contract and I was going to be on a free transfer. But you still got to give your very best because the bottom line is that is the club that are paying you at the time and it's and it's their club, it's their rules. So you got to give your very, very best. And if their rules state that basically, you know, that you can't go away, then you can't go away. Simple. Yeah, for sure. And considering, like, you know, a lot of people, even if you're not the biggest football fan, you understand who Lionel Messi is. PSG, you know, there's talks of him leaving next year. There's also, you know, talk about Saudi Arabia. There's also Barcelona, mate. Is there a chance that he has his swan song and and finishes back at Barcelona, do you think? Is Is that a big chance? I really hope he does. I think that would be an absolutely wonderful story. Um, and I know the, the Barcelona people have been sending people down here to look at our young talents. So I've got very close to them. And you realize when you talk to them how much that club and, and that whole area means to them. And just listening to them, I was only about a couple of weeks ago during the school holidays, speaking basically, you know, you could say on behalf of Barcelona, I think they dearly love it. But as we know in, in sport, especially now as well with the wages, that you know, they've got to be sensible. And after COVID, they took a massive hit during COVID, as a lot of other mm. big clubs did as well. And and right now as well, uh, this, uh, La Liga, for the first time in ages, for for the for quite some time, I think it's the last four or five years, have basically installed a, a financial fair play system as well for them, which in the past has never been. So they're going to be making sure that they're underneath a certain cap. Um, you know, I think it's it's done in, in consideration of what the type of money that they bring in as well. So there's always those considerations, and that sometimes gets lost when you hear about stories about this or about that or about the other, because this will be his final final contract. So and people can say, oh, you know, all they want, oh, he might have enough, but it's not, it might not be him. It might be his agent. Mm. It might be that somebody in his family is really struggling and needs to help them. So it's not always just the player who wants the money. Yeah. You mentioned Lionel Messi, and I, I know this happened a long time ago, but that, that World Cup final, boys, 
I don't recall a contest where two heavyweights have been at their absolute clutch best. You know, Lionel Messi, Mbappe. Just that that I, I don't recall, Boz, do you in any sport recall a, a big, big contest where two big heavyweights were at their absolute clutch best? <laughs> Well, I have to have a think about it, but I'm sure there's been. I mean, I, I, there's definitely been a, a, in sport over the time. Mm. Um, I, you can. I look. One, my favourite team, as you know, is the Parramatta Eels. So I always yeah. remember Peter Sterling going up against Stevie Mortimer. I remember mm. Brett Kenny going up against Wally Lewis. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you remember in boxing for for those who've got long enough memories. You know, Manny Pacquiao taking on Floyd Mayweather Jr., Muhammad Ali, George Foreman. The list goes on there. Uh, in our sport. Uh, like I said to you, just off the top of my head, not really. The only time was when Messi used to come up against Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, in, when it, when it, whenever it was a, a derby between, well, the, the, they call it El Clasico between mm. Barcelona and Real Madrid, or when uh, when Ronaldo was playing for Manchester United against Barcelona. Um, th- those were the times where the two players were coming up against each other, and, th- and that was up until recently. Uh, you know, to be fair. So I think if you go through all sports, you'll always find examples of that. What about Matty Ryan I see here? He snuck through. Uh, he has had four straight clean sheets. He uh, has. Massive. He has. He has. And, and, and that's what – yeah, massive. That's what we'll be doing tomorrow morning on Stan Sports Live. We've done the Champions League, obviously, this morning and yesterday morning as well, the first two semifinals, 1-1 Real Madrid, Man City, and this morning into Milan, which is – too good for AC Milan. And tomorrow is the second and third tier competition. So the Europa League, Juventus will play Sevilla and Roma will play Leverkusen. And the Conference League will have Fiorentina versus Basel. And our game, which we're showing, is the Socceroos captain, like you said, uh, Matty Ryan. His team, uh, AZ Alkmaar, will be playing at the London Stadium against West Ham. And they've done, they've had a fantastic season. Uh, and so was Matty Ryan with them. They've beaten Lazio. Last time they out, they beat Underlecht. Matty Ryan was the hero uh, with the two penalty saves in in the in the second leg, which took them through. And they're having a really good season. They're fourth in the league in Holland. Uh, they drew nil nil with Ajax on the weekend. They're probably the, the title's out of their reach. Uh, they only got three games to go, and I think they're seven points behind second place. But they're still w- within range of third place. And you know he's had a bit of a tough time, Matty. You know, trying to get game time before the World Cup. The World Cup was sort of a little bit in and out. He was fantastic in a couple of games, and he made that mistake against Argentina. So it was great to see him getting regular football and the opportunity. And he's shown what he can do here at AZ Alkmaar. And it's a huge game, a huge game for everyone involved, but especially for Australian football as well. It's great seeing one of our own partaking in in, in, in what is a massive game because West Ham, after beating Manchester United on the weekend. Uh, will not be an easy game for him whatsoever, especially the first leg, uh, which is in London. The Champions League, by the way, Stan Sporter got your cover. You can start your seven-day trial at stan.com.au. Now, Inter Milan, 2-0 over AC Milan, the Milan um, uh, derby there, if you like, and the Inter keeper, the Inter yeah. keeper, Andre Anana. And that aptly named because you were saying nah, nah, when every time they came to him. Uh, <laughs> he's a gun. He's a gun, Boz. He's, he is. Uh, no, he is, he is a gun, but he didn't have much to do, to be fair, this morning. Uh, Inter Milan were fantastic right from the get-go. They took an early lead from Ed and Jekko from a corner. Uh, they got a goal then literally five or six minutes later for Mkhitaryan, the ex-Manchester United and Arsenal player. And really, they, they, they should have had a penalty. They were very unfortunate. The referee actually gave a penalty and was about to send the player off, Kier, from AC Milan and went to VAR and changed his mind. 
they hit the post. They really should have been 3-0 up minimum at half-time, and they just cruised in the second half. And AC Milan were missing their best player. In any sport, if you're missing your best player, it's always a huge thing. And they will, you know, as disappointed they will be, they should feel fortunate the fact that the tie is not completely over. Next week will be the return leg, and you never know. You know, they get an early goal and also puts a completely different complexion on the tie. But right now, as it stands, out of the four teams left, and that's including Real Madrid and Manchester City, obviously, Inter Milan, uh, uh, for me, uh, are in the final. They, they look the strongest out of the four teams. Yeah, what about the other game, Boz? Obviously, Man City at the business end of both the Premier League and the Champions League. Uh, big win against Arsenal. Uh, was it last week? And then, obviously, the one-all draw with Real. Uh, what's yeah. what's your thoughts on the controversy around Man City's goal, mate? Uh, look, I, I can understand because, uh, obviously, I think it was Bean Sports who had it uh, in, in Qatar when they were doing their live coverage. They had a 3D uh, type of Hawkeye type of thing to, to prove basically that it was out. Um, it's very difficult. It was very difficult to see from our angle. From our angle, I didn't think it was completely out. Um, but the thing is as well, um, if you are from VAR, you can only take it back like basically one phase of play. So I don't know whether or not VAR, even if they did turn around and say, well, the ball was out, I don't think they can go back that far anyway. But the bottom line was that neither t- neither side deserved to lose uh, Manchester City by far the better team in the first half, but then Real Madrid went up the other end and scored as they do. They got so much belief, and then they really, with their home crowd behind, they really put Manchester City to the sword. You could say in the first 10-15 minutes of that second half, but Manchester City showed great character and got their just rewards in the end with that controversial goal. Like you said, the actual goal was a fantastic strike from Kevin De Bruyne, and in the end, like I said, I thought it was a completely fair result. Slight advantage to Manchester City. There's no more away goals, remember? Mm. Remember in the past where you had away goals that, that used to, well, it didn't count double literally, but it was like it counted double. Yeah, and there's no yeah. more away for the away goals, away goals away last season. And I think it's it's been a great move. So all to play for. Is it, you know, last season, they beat Real Madrid 4-3 in the first leg of the semifinal at the Manchester, well, Etihad Stadium. I think that they'll win, and I think that they'll win the Champions League as well. Well, it's good to know, Boz, that um, not only in football, as uh, football in the Europe, European variety, but also rugby league, that we're having, we're both having troubles with the bunker and potentially the VAR as well, mate. There's still, there's no, still no correct decision for either of them. Well, they get the majority right yeah, in they that do. Yep. game. Uh, look, they, they, they do. They, uh, it was, it's in the high 90s, and it has improved. There's so many times we just sort of go, oh, well, that's what it's there for. But the bottom line is they, they do get it right the vast majority of times. But it's it, like anything in life, it's not completely perfect. There's always going to be a, a debate, uh, especially so when things happen like they did the other night, whether the ball was out a couple of phases of plays before, or was it, you know, was it a half a toenail? There's always going to be that debate. But I think it's actually improved it. In, in terms of rugby league, I think they're, they're slowly but surely got it down. Because, you know, you remember five or six years ago, it was getting ridiculous with, you know, the, the amount of time people were waiting. I think they've, they're slowly but surely whittled it down to the best possible uh, outcome. But as I say to people in football, what do you want to do? Take it away completely. Yeah. Then you're going to have a massive outcry. No. So, you know, it's not perfect, but I don't think anything is in life. Uh, but it, it's, it's, as near as, it's as near as you're going to get. And hopefully in 10 years' time, it will become close to perfect as 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 you can because the bottom line is you're still talking about one man's opinion or one woman's opinion correct um who are, who are looking at things on the screen and and they'll be dictated to basically what they think what they've seen you know we we, we could two two of us three of us could be looking at the same yep. thing and all swear we see we see different things and argue with each other but the bottom line is the whole three of us might be right
Absolutely. I'll tell you what, I'll bring up a, a random game and I've just gone straight back and I, I don't even know what this game, this is the Bulldogs take on the Raiders first game of magic round. I'll try and find the errors here, Boz. I'm trying to find these errors, but rest here we go. So the Bulldogs made 11 errors and the Raiders made nine. That's 20 mistakes by players. There you go. The refs are entitled to one or two howlers, aren't they? That's And that's commonplace. 20 errors a game would be something like Every single game, 100 percent, Joel. And look, and then people will turn around and say, "Back, you know what I say? Back to well, that's what they you know. That's what the bunker's there for. Yeah. That's what the VARs there for." But then sometimes, even in the VAR stroke bunker room, sometimes they might, you know, slay because some some things are just that close. But I actually think, and in view of what happened uh, to that referee coder in the in the National Premier League here in New South Wales, the Soccer League. Uh, he had his jaw broken in three places, and and my feeling is that all you know, all of us, whether it be on TV as a pundit, uh, on radio, uh, top level plays, look, we all lose our temper every now and then. But if you look back, right, very rare after you've lost your temper that you actually go, yeah, I did the right thing. Yeah. So I think all of us have got a bit of a responsibility to show a little bit more respect to the officials because I think it does filter down. Now, the, I don't think anything. Uh, well, I hope to God anything won't happen like it happened in that uh, NPL game, that National Premier League game, mm. where where the guy was basically uh, beaten up and had his jaw broken three places. But I think one thing can lead to another. And you know what? You talk about role models and all that. And and I was the same. I used to always say, look, you know, don't use me as a role model. Use your mum and dad. Yeah. But it, like inevitably, kids do. They look up and they see that. And I think, especially at the lower levels, it can eventuate into that. So I think we've all got a bit of a responsibility to say, look, hang on, hang on, you know, relax. Okay, we don't agree with that decision and I'm really piping mad about it, but you know what, whatever. And just and just move on with it because, it, like I said, I think it really does have an effect. Two really quick ones before you go, Boz. I'll get this text message coming in from Joel. He says, uh, hey, guys, great show. There's a young guy called Alec, Alex Robertson at Man City now. His yes. father, Merck. Is that Merck or Mark? And grandfather Alec played for Australia Socceroos. Mark, is it? Yeah, correct. You know him? Yes. Well, I don't know him personally. I know his father, and I I definitely know his grandfather. His grandfather was an exceptional player. I didn't know his his father, uh, Mark, uh, as well in terms of playing wise. But obviously, he was a good player to play for Australia. But Alex Robinson is the real deal. Now, Manchester City don't go and get young talent uh, for, for nothing, basically. And, and about three years ago, I think it was, or two years ago, in the Guardian newspaper in the UK, they had the top 50 young players coming up throughout the whole of Europe, and he was one of them. Wow. Wow. And anyone who watched him, anyone who watched him made his uh, debut for the Socceroos would have, you could just see the talent. So, fingers crossed, uh, he can play for Scotland, he can play for England, he can play for his Peru because of his mother. But he's chosen to play for Australia, and, and you know every football supporter should be. You know, I, I'm not saying you know, but they should feel as though you know that's a really great vote of confidence for the Socceroos and for Australia that he's actually done that. Now, the little caveat to that is uh, he can play up to three games, friendly games, for Australia, uh, and still make a decision on where he wants to go. So we've got to be very, very careful, in my opinion, in how we handle them because the last thing he wants him to play, and I want, he's, he's already made one appearance for the Socceroos when they played against Ecuador recently. But you don't want him then to turn around and say, oh, you know what, I don't really feel, you know, I don't really feel, I don't know. You know, the players can just turn around. You don't know why, what the reasons are, but they might just turn around and say, you know what, I actually, I might go another way. We, we've got the ball in our hands and we've got to make sure that, uh, that he plays for Australia because he could be a real weapon for us going forward in the World Cups. 
Yeah, Mark Bosnich talking about young Alex Robertson. Good on you, Boz. Great to chat. And, of course, we can see you on the uh, all the Champions League coverage on Stan Sports. Start your seven-day trial at stan.com.au. Big game for the Parramatta Reels. No Mitch Moses take on the Raiders. Good on you, Boz. Thank you very much, guys. What a champion. Uh, run home with Joel and Fletch. Today's Scopey, uh, Justin Horro, all thanks to Hyundai Tucson, tomorrow's SUV. You can book a test drive and anytime fitness, the gym for anybody, anytime.